Welcome to SV Pod. Stanford Steve is alongside. Rockhold's here before he leaves. How many more you got before you're out of here? Uh, this is it with uh, with you. I'm done after this one. The week that Maryland plays Ohio State, the last <laughs> last thing we're gonna get is one more one more oops upside your head, and then you then you bounce to Nashville. All right. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Well, we should say at the start, we appreciate you and uh, all your efforts. And um, someday, years from now, I look forward to circling back with you so you understand that if your child has two socks of any color, that that your child has a pair of matching socks. Right? I, I think that was good parenting advice. And if you need me to ever come on and help you guys out with your parenting dilemmas, I'm available. Uh, just reach out to my people and we can make it work. I think we're all set there. Um, we're all set there, but we will miss you, but you'll be in good hands. Uh, I don't know how much you've talked about this. I don't know how much of your business you want in the streets. You could be telling lies to the girls in black eyed Susans or whatever the name of that bar is in Hartford. Is that, is that the name of the bar? What is it? It's black eyed Sally's. Black eyed Sally's. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't get out much in Hartford. <laughs> Over at Cadillac, Cadillac ranch for you, Scott. I don't, I didn't, I did, had no friends. I did very little, but, uh, we'll miss you. And we appreciate you and uh, keep doing your thing. And we, you know you have two friends in us, all right? Appreciate it. Right on. No doubt. no doubt. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Um, Steve, where shall we begin? I, I have the two things I'm most interested in talking about have nothing to do with football. They're very important. We'll get to them eventually. But I'm I'm where would you like to start? You're the leader. I follow. All right. I feel like we kind of have to address Friday in the snake pit. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, they opened the we won not on the field, but we they opened the parking lots an hour early. That's correct. Because they didn't want your man leading an uprising. And it was a hell of a night. Incredible weather day. Tailgate. Unreal tailgating scene was on and popping people were ready to roll yep seven to three terps after one and then from there it's really you know what happened is it happened you, you saw it uh, i did you know iowa scored and maryland's best receiver hurt himself fumbled they scored tip pick i thought maryland forced if they did maryland forced to fumble i thought they recovered somehow they didn't about 12 penalties on that drive, another touchdown. I think another pick. All I know is the second quarter is the worst 15 minutes of football that's ever been played by a team. And in all seriousness, shouts to Iowa. They played uh, – They, you knew you knew if you were Maryland going into that game that you, you had to – there's a number of turnovers and penalties that you can make, and you can't exceed that number. Whatever the number is that's acceptable, Maryland exceeded by an – exponential factor you just cannot make that many mistakes against a team that is not going to 
punish itself. And so now it sets up an Iowa-Penn State game this weekend in Iowa City, which is a monster game. And um, Maryland gets to go to Ohio State, and, and the rest of the schedule is rugged. So uh, shout to Iowa. A lot of fans showed up. Um, you guys are really good. And um, it was a fun day until the second quarter started. Uh, that's my assessment. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, though. You Maryland people, Here I we mean, go. it is – amazing to me the mindset of of the of the fan base most specifically your friends because there's a good group that's there there's a text chain right about what 15 to 20 guys on there i don't know something every single one of them said maryland's gonna win and and the basis of it one of one of your friends said it's been a 20-year run of these kind of games where Maryland's had people all eyes on them. And they I think they went back to like 02 Clemson or something. And firmly believe Maryland, Maryland's gonna win tonight. Maryland's go. gonna win tonight. Yep. And it is it's it's just amazing to me. I I, I really don't know how to explain it, but what, that, that they not only don't win, but they lose the way they lose. No, th- just how because oblivious isn't the word. It's just the mindset of the fans. Like we're good. We're ready to go now. We're we're, we're Resil- like the, the ability res- to bounce back. Resilient, unflappable, <laughs> optimistic. Yes, yes. Ted, Ted Lasso, words. be a goldfish, huh? We're those good. words. There you go. It's a, it's it is amazing to me. No, but here's the thing. In the deep in the recesses of every single one of those people's hearts and minds, yep, they knew that the bad thing could happen. What's astounding is that the bad thing happened to the level that it happened again. Mm. It's you lose, say you lose 27, 20. All right. And I mean, again, it's seven to three Terps are ahead after a quarter. Here we go. Let's, let's play. See what we got here. You want to go? We're right here. (laughs) And then not only do you lose, but it's, it's such an astoundingly bad quarter. And look, they, like I said, the penalties, they were undisciplined, horrible penalties they're taking. And it's just, it's, it's an avalanche that comes as a result of, you know, one moment where everything changes direction. Uh, Maryland's best receiver, who's a pro, a guy named Dante Demas, goes mm-hmm. down and yeah. hands him the ball in the 10, and, and it all goes wrong. But it, it's, it's wild how it went from a game, which it was, to not a game um, in the blink of an eye. And again, had Iowa won, but one by, I mean, they were three and a half point favorite. You know, if they, they win by a touchdown, then Maryland leaves that game going into Ohio State still thinking, okay, Maryland knows what it is. It knows it's not the best team in the Big Ten, but mm-hmm. also knows that it's not supposed to be a punching bag. But then they, they lose the way they lose and everybody, you know, you get to get heckled for the result. And I get it. I get it. You, you, that's, what you, that's what you get. Because um, I made the mistake of singing the fight song on winners which gets tweeted out and people like, you know, nice prediction. Like I, I didn't predict. There was it no pick on the game. Thanks I, for watching people. Yeah. Well, people don't listen. No one listens. I don't care. Just if you don't, if you don't want to, like, you don't want to listen. Fine. No, I didn't pick anything. I sang the words to the song. Yeah. As it, as it turned out as a prediction, not a great one. The, the song is just a song. Um, but Iowa leaves firmly in the conversation of, well, are they a, are they a potential playoff team? They have a massive game against uh, Penn State this week. Um, last week was a week where a lot of, 
I, I mean, Maryland wasn't Arkansas or Ole Miss. They weren't ranked. But no. Arkansas and Ole Miss both got doses handed to them uh, by two teams that are fixtures. You know, Arkansas had a nice start to the year. They go to Athens. That's the best defense in the country. Iowa's defense is awfully good, too. Georgia's defense has got, I don't know how many pros, but it's a joke. It's a joke how good that defense is. And Alabama welcomes Ole Miss to town. And that game was fascinating because Ole Miss starts off and they go down the field, go for it on fourth down, get it, go for it on fourth down, get it, go for it on fourth down, get stopped. Then Bama scores like 28 straight. And they just are like the shrugging guy from the last dance looking at Jordan. Like, <laughs> what are you, you guys, you good? Y'all having fun? We got our popcorn lane. You want, you want, you want butter or salt or plain? What do you want? Cause we got it. We got popcorn. What do you think of those two teams? The, I mean, it, we're fighting for two spots here, right? The problem is, is that they're going to play an SEC title game and everybody, that's all we want. And it's not going to mean anything. It might not. Uh, although it's here's brutal. what I'll say. It's brutal here, here, when you think about it, but hold on. It, it might not be. Cause hold on. It's October fourth. Do you do you do you think think and believe are two different things? You believe that both teams are are unbeaten and they meet in Atlanta. There's no possibility that either can stumble between now and Atlanta. I mean, there's a possibility. Do I believe it's going to happen? No, I think they're both going to be undefeated. Look, based on based on what we've seen thus far, I I tend to agree. I just we know that college football is goofy and silly things happen, but it's just the way that. Like, okay, Bama played a semi-close game against Florida. They led 21 to three. All credit to Florida for getting back in it. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, Mississippi came in and Alabama spanked them silly. Arkansas comes in having beat Texas, having beat Texas a and They didn't score. I mean, and Georgia had their backup quarterback. They just ran it down their neck. Um, it's, it's wild what those two teams seem to be. But it is a sport filled with 18 to 23-year-olds. You lived it. You know how people's attention can can wane. Uh, oh yeah, it just it it certain it seems likelier than not that they'll end up getting to Atlanta both clean. And if they do, then it's going to be incredibly difficult to say that it is not an elimination game. You know, we'll we'll talk ourselves into something. We'll talk ourselves <laughs> into well. I mean, you got Cincinnati over there; they're unbeaten. You know, why should they not get in if Georgia loses? Because well, they lost to Bama, or if Bama lost, they would have lost to Georgia. So it's not an eliminator, not an elimination game. Um, I, I need to see it. I need to see it. See, because what, what do you need to see? I need to see somebody else. I need to see a group of five. If they're undefeated, give me them. Because here's all I hear about is Ole Miss and how they're so good. And they go in and they get their doors blown off. Yeah. Iowa could go do that. Why can't Iowa go to Tuscaloosa and get their doors blown off? What's the difference? You know, and, and this this is what I talk about, the opportunity. We got to have it. It's got to change, and we got to get somebody else in there. Look, Cincinnati did the only thing they could do, get, yeah. some, get some games on their schedule. They went to a Big Ten team, Indiana, and then that win's not going to look as good because they've nope. struggled out of the gate and Penix, their quarterback's now injured his shoulder. I haven't seen an update on that. And they went at Notre Dame. Is this a vintage Notre Dame team? No, but doesn't matter if – Notre Dame's vintage or not, they've been to two of the last three playoffs. They went to South Bend and they beat them. That's if that's not enough. I said this on Sports Center. If that isn't enough, then there is no script. None. No path exists for any group of five. And it might not matter moving forward because the playoff will expand eventually, but it matters for Cincinnati and Luke Fickle's team right now. 
So yeah. I hear you. I, I hear you. You know, I, I, I do think there's been separation pretty clearly from, from the two at the top. Uh, Iowa Penn State this weekend gives two teams that have some significant uh, victories to start their year uh, a chance to sort of plant a flag on the ground early and say this is who we are. Think about the games we got coming in the Big Ten. I mean, we we got it all coming, and it's going to be awesome. Like, I understand. Like, And this is the problem. Like, Alabama and Georgia, probably not going to watch a ton of them as the season progresses because they're just going to hand it to teams. But when you look at Iowa and Penn State and Ohio State and Michigan, shout out to them for, for finally going out and do that and winning a game as an underdog. They did it. We understand Wisconsin is not the Wisconsin old, but still, Michigan's got a zero in the loss column. Mm-hmm. All those teams, for the most part, are going to play each other. Most of them are on the same side in the division. So, I mean, the Big Ten, to see how this is going to happen, we got some serious contests that are going to be awesome to watch. Maryland Rutgers. There it is. That's a big one. Late. That could be huge. Big one. Late. That's up there. Got the, got the oh. dirty water dogs. Got the food trucks out there. Let's go. Might have to take the chopper up there. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine? Doesn't Shiano has a chopper in New Jersey? He goes around and recruits in. Uh, whatever. I can get a chopper. We can get a chopper. And it, like I'll make one phone call. We got a chopper. Pick All us right. up on the pick us up on the roof. That's for a bowl game. We're taking the chopper. Like done. All we'll, right. We'll, I'll get a chopper. We'll ride up there like we're superheroes. We'll get off on the middle of the street and walk in. Get Rockhold behind us with a boombox playing our theme music. I don't know what our theme music is, but we need some theme music. Does Rutgers even have a helipad? Where is where does Greg? I just I said I'm, I, I'm landing in the street, bro. I'm don't coming in one. hot. Coming the in hot. Away. Look out. Come coming in hot. Is that Pell to stand for Steven and Chopper? You're damn right it is. Yes, it is. There's a um, bowl game on the line here. That is actually an interesting. The, the whole the, the, the East is interesting because there are because Michigan State's better. Michigan's better. Penn State's Penn State started 0-5 last year. It's like yeah. it never happened. It's like it never happened. Um, so that that's interesting. Oklahoma, Texas is interesting because Texas looks looks a lot different than they did the start of the year. And OU is still, I mean, they they're winning, and that's all that matters. But to a fan base that's sort of that's not sort of that's very spoiled, mm. they're used to winning a certain way. Mm. They haven't won a certain way quite yet. Imagine so, that. Uh, I just, you know, <laughs> it's like complaining about how your steak's cooked. You know what I mean? Hey, you're eating steak. Yeah. You know? Talk to the kid eating ramen with no spice because he came home drunk one night and went extra spice. So he's just eating hot noodles and you're bitching about your steak. <laughs> and this analogy, I might be the guy eating the ramen noodles. Oh, did, did you ever did you ever resort to Taco Bell sauce with your noodles, Scott? Bro, I've done everything. I told this story before. One year when I was with the Golf Channel, and I was the, the check, the direct deposit. I don't even know. This might have predated direct deposit. I was waiting on my check. I had no money, and I cooked some noodles, and I didn't have any sauce left. And so I took the noodles, and I put, <laughs> and I put it in like a country crock. Um container that really didn't have much country crock in it but the hot noodles melted the like margarine and i put salt and pepper on the on the fake butter noodles and ate the hell out of that that's a true story and it was so good you remember it it it, it wasn't good but i 
<laughs> but I remember it. It's important that we remember these things. Uh, remember the past so we don't repeat it. So, yeah, I, I remember that. I have a question for you. Hold on. The moral of the story is Oklahoma. Don't complain about your steak because you're still eating steak. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm ready for your question. Losing. You would rather get your doors blown off than lose a, 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 a field goal. Lose like the Patriots lost to the, to the Buccaneers. In a sense, lose. in a sense, yes. I would say more no so. Hold on. I would say more so. All right. I'll give it to you. A Maryland analogy. Which is the easiest thing to do. Maryland losing to Alabama last year in the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. Bama made conservatively 39 Mm three-pointers, give or take. There was nothing Maryland could do. Mm -hmm. When it's over, you say, that was a two-seed that played to its ceiling, and that's how that went. It's a bummer when the season ends, but by the next day, you just, again, second reference to the guy shrugging at Jordan from the last dance. What are you going to mm-hmm. do? We beat UConn. Have some. <laughs> huh? How about that? Have some. Still got that win. 10 seed. When Maryland lost to Michigan State at the buzzer, Corey Lucius, after mm-hmm. Gravis Vasquez, put his balls in a wheelbarrow <laughs> for the last five minutes of that game and willed his team to the lead and some guy hits a three at the buzzer, I'll never get over that. So you're asking me, would I rather lose the way Bama beat Maryland in the tournament or the way Michigan State beat? Give me Bama 100 times out of 10. 100 times out of 10. I disagree. Uh, And that's fine. Okay. I mean, leaving, leaving College Park Friday night early, 31-7 31-7 or whatever the hell it was. 34-7. Well, I'm not saying I was psyched. <laughs> I mean, don't get this trist, don't get this twisted. I didn't yeah. leave, I didn't leave there happy. Mm-hmm. No, I know, I know. That's I know. not what I anyone know. wanted. No. But a loss like that, I think for me, is easier to mentally flush than the thing that hangs around and lingers and haunts you for the rest of your days. And maybe an NCAA tournament game's different because it's the end. Like yes. the Maryland's Maryland season didn't end Friday night. No, I mean, that's what I was just saying. I'm just it was a dose losses of yeah. compared to blowouts. There's a close loss gives you a sense of we were right there. Man. Yeah. What about like, like when we, you almost beat Ohio State and we football? We were right there. That time when that time when my guy Piggy had a wide open receiver on the two point conversion. Yeah. Um, the thing that was that was fun about that is that not one human on earth thought Maryland could compete, and they were they were right there throwing punches. There, there's listen again. I, I don't want them. I don't want what I'm saying to be totally misconstrued. Of course, it's more fun to compete. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the ability to move on from the loss is for me easier when it's a bad one because you don't do the what if game. I mean, okay. if Piggy if Piggy throws the ball not a hundred miles an hour, if he just lobs it like I threw a Nerf ball to my kids, Maryland wins that game, fifty three fifty two. He threw got- a fast he threw a fastball in the dirt and they lost fifty two fifty one, and. Because if they win, then that's the kind of thing that you have forever. Correct. Remember that, remember that time Maryland beat Ohio State? <laughs> Not one person on earth thought it could happen, and they did. I, I get all that. Yeah. Um, but you, you know who remembers that close Maryland loss? Not many people besides you and, and Maryland fans. Nobody else. No, no other Big Ten fans remember the close loss. It just was a close loss that kind of bummed you out. 
All as right. for that, as for that Patriot close loss, Oof. what'd you make of that Sunday night affair? It was everything I wanted because every single person that predicted the game was completely wrong. And they thought Tom Brady was going to blow Belichick's doors off. That's what I wanted. And that's what we got. Well, anybody that gets the big picture, I think would have been at the window on new England. The, mm-hmm. the, the, look, the weather conspires to make it a tough game. Uh, Brady's emotions do too, but so does Belichick. And, and look, they spent 20 years with the dude. They know what makes him tick. You know, they know, they know that this night means more than he'll let on mm-hmm. and they can make it difficult and shout to Mac Jones. That dude played, that dude played well, gave him a chance. I mean, he was, they were there with a chance. And what do you think of the decision in that, in that range to go for the field goal on fourth and three from the 37, as opposed to trying to get, I mean, what are the odds that you get three yards on fourth down or that you make that kick? I'd say the odds are better that you get first down. I think you ran your play that you had in your back pocket that you were waiting for the chance to rent to run it. They ran it on third down. Jacoby Myers is wide open and Levante David gets his hand on the ball because he's an incredible player. That's your chance. Your guy, you know, you can make the kick. I think you go for a spot to go for the win with the kick there in the NFL. I, that's I under, that's I under, the way I look at it. He's got a big enough leg. It would have gotten there. I just, I don't know. I mean, analytics, we'll have to defer to our analytics department. We don't have one, but I'm thinking 56 yards in that 56 yards in that weather. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, it's a pretty big ask mm-hmm. of, of uh, folk uh, as opposed to, can you get three yards, but your points well taken. Myers was open. David made a great play, gets his hand up there. Mm. Uh, you wondered last night if Myers might have run for a while. He wouldn't have. I looked at the, I saw the back angle. You went L22. back and watched the tape, huh? Uh, well, because you said I think he might have gone, and there were there they actually the Buccaneers had a couple of guys that would have tackled David in, in pretty short order, but it clearly would have been a first down. Yeah, and that and then what they could have done is they could it could have been the perfect Belichick script because they could have exhausted the clock entirely so that they won and Brady couldn't have touched the ball again, and instead. Uh, a play was made. I appreciated Bruce Arians. You know, we look, it's no secret how we feel about him. I, I really dig the guy. Uh, but he's 100% right when he says, Bullshit. it wasn't a, uh, Tom Brady didn't beat the Patriots. The Buccaneers did. Tom Brady just happens to play for our team. He's right. Now, the understandable conversation is Brady versus Belichick and all, of, all that goes into it. And the game largely lived up to it. But I'm with you. I wanted it to be what it was. I didn't want it to be pretty. I didn't want it to be a shootout. I wanted it to be cliches here, hard-nosed, rugged, yada, yada. It was all those things. It was all those things. And I think New England's not in the moral victory business. But they lost a game, but they showed that they they showed that there's some stuff there. Um, I just – I don't know how long it will take for them to become – I don't know. Buffalo's better than them in their division uh, pretty clearly. But they'll still, they're still going to compete throughout the season. Uh, but now they're 1-3, and three and they have a game next week uh, against somebody, who, and I don't remember who it is. New England? Yeah. Miami. Uh, no, yeah. Tampa plays Miami. New England goes to Houston. Okay, so we're going to chalk that up as a win. <laughs> Sunday, Houston was not – Coach Cully said we weren't ready to play. No. You know, in the NFL, game Sunday at 1. Let's, let's ring the bell. Yeah. Clock, let's clock in. Kickoffs around 102, 103 on the red zone channel. Let's, the other team's going to show up. They're going to be there. Let's, be ready. let's just at, 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 at basic sort of fundamental order of business. Let's let's be ready to play.
Yeah. Sun, Sunday when New England's in town. I, I have one more thing I want to ask you about football from this weekend. Okay. And then I and then I want to get to the important stuff. All right. I did I wrote one big thing for Monday night about the Baltimore Denver deal. Baltimore had a streak of 43 consecutive games running for 100 yards. It was important to them to extend it. They got the ball back with three seconds left on a pick. And instead of taking a knee, Lamar Jackson ran around the end for five yards. They got it. John Harbaugh said this 100% on me. This goes back a lot of years. It means a lot to, to our team, to our coaches, to our players. And, um, yeah, I wanted, I wanted them to have it because it's something they'll have forever. Now, it ties a record from the mid-'70s Steelers. I feel like the Steelers component in that is significant. I just wonder, unwritten rules, uh, the unwritten rules of sports, mm-hmm. I've never seen that. And Vic Fangio on Monday was pissed, for real pissed, said, I've never seen that in 37 years, called it chicken bleep, and said, but that's just the way their organization is. He spent some time with that organization, coaching under John Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that's interesting. It doesn't bother me that they did it. I just, I, it seems like there's a lot of kind of history there, and maybe that's part of it. I just wonder what you make of it. Here's what I make of it, and this goes, my dad was a high school football coach, and okay. we always had these conversations. He used to despise when, when teams ran it up on other teams, and all he would say is, I wish one time the winning coach would think of themselves as the losing coach. And I, that still hangs with me today um, with the idea of punching one in and trying to get whoever a touchdown for their birthday or, or a record. But to me, it, it's, it, it feels like that stuff's gone, man. Like it's just, it, it, it's not, there's no rules of the game anymore. If you really want something to stop it, you stop it, you, you know, and it's, it's a dicey situation. Um, it's kind of, you know, maybe we asterisk the record and just say, hey, remember what the Ravens did to keep the streak going after this? But, I, I, I mean, I don't really care for it. Um, I, I do, like with that notion of thinking, I do wonder now what it would be like if Fangio did that to Harbaugh and how he would feel. I – the, my point is stop it. If, 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 if it bothers you, stop it. But to be fair to Denver, not one person on their side anticipates that they're going to run a play with three seconds left because yeah. you, just, you just don't do it. It's like in the NBA, if you needed a rebound for a triple-double and you're up by 20, you wouldn't come down and intentionally miss a shot to try to get the rebound. You just wouldn't run a play. You'd dribble out the clock. And if you tried to stat pad in that 24-second window, people would be like, what are you doing? Um, this might be a blind spot for me because I, I, I'm a bit of a Ravens apologist. Uh, I, I've, I've lauded that organization for how they do stuff, whereas Fangio, clearly having spent time there, doesn't think much of it. Um, so I'll own the fact that it's. I guess I have a blind spot for Baltimore. Uh, I just – I just – the reaction on the Denver sideline was really telling. They were really mad. Mm. And if, 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 this were, if this were baseball, you'd see him again and you'd hit somebody because that's what you do. The, the Ravens and the Broncos, their paths don't cross every year. So, I don't know, I guess you got to wait to see him a few years down the road to answer for it. Uh, I just didn't know if, if it was something as a player that you thought was just way out of bounds or if Denver was way overreacting. 
Yeah, I, I like I said, I, I I can't talk to the NFL mindset. I've never been there. Never. I understand, but you, you, you put but it, it, it is, But it's. I mean, there's a lot more people that know each other. You know, at that level, and and it's it's just different. Um, this would have been a fantastic Monday segment on SVP and Rosillo. Golly, you guys would have went at it. Yeah, I think. Uh... I think we, I think we might've had some fun um, because, because I, you know what? And I'm going to, I'm, I'm curious what he thinks about it. Um, if it, who does it make mad? I mean, it, I just was like, Whoa, I can't believe they're doing it. You know, I, I mm-hmm. was just really surprised that they did it. Uh, but then his explanation was very matter of fact. And then I'll give Harbaugh credit because Fangio's points like, Oh, nobody cares about player safety. They're out there running a play. And Harbaugh was like, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know of any 16 point touchdowns and you guys are out there trying to score. Yeah, but that come on. Everybody's trying to score when they're losing. I, I agree. You are a Ravens apologist. No, wow. but but his look, he's just fired back at Fangio. He said exactly. He said, he said exactly. What's, what's important to us isn't important to them, and I don't care what he thinks. I those care. Harbaugh, you, those Harbaugh's always have a good way of getting in the last word. That is that is accurate. I want to know about this. This is this is something we'll I'll tweet this out and get people and get people fired up on the old bird. Get some interaction going. Major League Baseball playoffs begin Tuesday, wild card, Yankees, Red Sox, Wednesday. The 106 win Los Angeles Dodgers reward <laughs> is a game against Wainwright and the Cardinals, who didn't lose a game for a month. <laughs> Having said that, I rooted for an Oriole team that a hundred years ago won a hundred games and didn't make the playoffs. So cry me a river. At least you get a playoff game to try to earn the right to get to a series. That is kind of tough, though, to win 106, and you don't even make it to a series. You just can make it to a wild card. Mm-hmm. Then from there, you get the DSs, the championship series, and on to the World Series. And here's the, here's the question. Here's where Steve and I differ. The more tense, the more stressful postseason is Major League Baseball playoffs or the Stanley Cup playoffs. <laughs> you say the answer is? Baseball. Um, now, I've watched a hell of a lot more baseball in my life uh, in the playoffs growing up. And I would probably say Stanley Cup, I've been invested probably for the last 20 years. Um, I mean, and then, you know, with you and I sitting at games and at work every night while that's going, we watch every single Stanley Cup game start to finish. Um, so I, I am, I'm partial to baseball and to me, it's, it's every pitch, I understand every pitch and anything can happen, man. Like there's nothing holding on without every pitch. And then like a leadoff walk in your mind is just going nuts because you're staring at that guy on base for trying to get three outs and nothing's worse when it doesn't happen. Nothing. Um, and I've, you know, baseball, you, you know, the saying you've seen it all. It feels like you've seen it all, and there's just nothing like every pitch to me in baseball. Entirely fair. The leadoff walk, the stress, the three-two, the fastball that is down the middle that uh, just, that, that that just gets missed, <laughs> or 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 it's fouled straight back, and you uh, know you, you know that was your guy's pitch, and he missed it. And he's not getting a pitch like that again. Uh, when in, if you're in the field and there's a man on second and third, and somehow you get out of it, the relief you feel is palpable. 
It's not unlike killing a penalty in a Stanley Cup playoff game. Um, and and there is the the stress. The, there's the difference is that that baseball actually gives you moments where you are where you feel relief, and mm-hmm. it's the moment you get that third out. The entire time you're up, the stress isn't the same. Sure, you want to get a run, or you want to make you want to turn that leadoff walk into a run, or whatever the case may be. You get you get a, a, a really good pitcher. You work counts. You get him deep into you know it's the fourth inning. He's already up to six. You're like, well, we get him off the field. There's a lot of times that you can allow yourself moments to take a breath that hockey doesn't give you. Um, I just I think that the stress of postseason hockey, where you get to overtime. And at any second, the game can end. And often it ends because of some inexplicable deflection. And, and that's the part that never having played hockey, as Correct. Steve and I as Steve and I have established, neither of us have ever had skates on in our life. Ever. So I don't pretend to know the sport have, from a player's perspective. But the vagaries of It'd be like if you were playing baseball and a guy had a pop-up and somehow a, a bird grabbed it and carried it over the fence. And you're like, well, that sucks. I didn't see that coming. Well, it happens. Puck deflects, bing, bang, boom, and the game ends. Or even worse, if it's game seven and it's just, and it's an overtime and a series ends, the stress of, the, of, the, of those moments is astounding and if you've got a goal lead and they've got the extra attacker on the ice the clock never moves slower (laughs) when you're hammered in college and you're putting pizza rolls in the oven and you're like 44 seconds wait there are they done i don't i don't know i'm gonna eat it wait hold on some of it is like lava and the rest of it's frozen i don't care i'm eating them the, the clock, I'm winding the clock back in my brain. It was a long time ago. You ever nuke a burrito in college? Let me tell you what. The inside of it was one part of the one, one part of it would literally be 3,000 degrees, and the other part would still be snow, and you'd eat it anyway. You said you, you put pizza rolls in the oven. Who puts pizza rolls in the oven? You put them in the microwave. microwave. Okay. Microwave oven. No, oven. No. You always no got patience. No one's got the patience. Okay, well, you're not college drunk. I taste better. You went to Stanford and played football. Scott and I went to college to drink. Yeah, there you go. Ladies night. Let's go to Bentley's. But my point is that the clock never moves slower than trying to kill that last minute with an extra attack run. I just, I think this is an interesting question because I've, since you brought this up, I have Mm -hmm. spent time thinking about it. And I, there are parts about this that I think you're undeniably right about the tension of playoff baseball. But there's parts about playoff hockey and the stress that you feel, particularly in the times I'm describing, that I don't think anything else in sports replicates because of the because of the fact that it it does like a baseball game can't end unless it's the bottom of an inning. Mm-hmm. Whereas in hockey, at any moment, for no real for no good reason, it can just be over and you're not mentally prepared for it. And then it then the game's over and maybe your season's over that's that's my issue is i i it's i know this is the wrong word but i'm going to use it anyway a baseball loss in the postseason is more legitimate because of that idea of the deflection like 
I just think about careers that have ended and guys that haven't played again and seasons end and coaches getting fired and like because of a deflection. You know, like I, I you're you. in, you're in overtime, and you're like we talked about being close losses. Like you're you're right there, and a and a and a puck goes off a skate, and and I'm done, and I got to watch this team raise the cup. That they, that's oh man, it's awful. But everybody Ooh. knows that everybody knows what they signed up for. Understood. Everybody, everybody, no one out there gets gypped because they didn't know what the ter- what the rules of engagement were. They all they all understand it. So. We get playoff baseball this week. It's great fun to watch. I had that rant last week about missing it. I mean, I remember Orioles games. I was at an Oriole playoff game against Cleveland, which was long, long ago. Mucina pitched. You want to talk about stress and tension? Oh, my God. Orioles must have had legitimately five guys get to third base with with less than two outs, and um, and they never got a run home. And then Armando Benitez, who they found out later was tipping his split, Gives up a, a home run to Tony Fernandez and they lost one to nothing. God, that sucked. Mm. But it was more fun to not lose 110 games and mm-hmm. actually and actually have postseason baseball to cheer for. So for all of you that have postseason baseball to cheer for, enjoy it. Uh, it was a hell of a September in, in, in the sport. With I was I was one more thing. I, I see you have something you want to say. Go ahead. Yeah, I got something I hate. Well, before that, I want yeah. just Seattle. I don't know why, but we were we were watching that game the other night where Mitch mm-hmm. Hanniger got the base hit in the bottom of the eighth with the bases loaded. Dave Sims, shout that Dave Sims had that incredible call that I retweeted. Uh, the crack of the bat, the roar of the crowd, that moment from playoff baseball is what separates it from, from other sports. Uh, the tension and then the relief of that tension when your guy delivers and Hanniger did. Uh, that was incredible. And it was I was rooting for Seattle. I have nothing against Toronto. I mean, it's a fun young team, but it's been 20 years since Seattle has been there. And they almost crashed the party. And seeing that, seeing that stadium and feeling that vibe, that energy in the Pacific Northwest, it was awesome. And I wanted to see it continue for them. And, you know, the, the harsh, cold reality of sports is that for most people, everybody but one team, it doesn't end the way anyone wants it to. So... Steve and I have lengthy lists talking about this guy or this thing or this whatever. Once a week, one thing a week. Here's what I hate. What do you hate, Steve? Uh, You mentioned baseball, and we're going to be dialed in, obviously, every night with playoff baseball. I hate seeing how guys can't slide anymore. I can't, I can't get over how many guys slide over a base and shout out to the feelers that just keep the glove right there. It's, it's a brutal epidemic in the sport, and I don't, know, under, I don't understand how it happened. You slide to the base so you, the base stops you. You don't dive so you go by the base. What are we doing in spring training? Well, let's, no one, let's fix that. Well, no one plays. That's not how you play the game. It's about exit velo, Steve. Oh, God. Trey Turner, Trey Turner can slide. He looks like he's in the matrix. Yeah. I don't do anything in my entire life as smoothly as that dude slides into home plate when he pops up. <laughs> looks like a cartoon. It's incredible to me. That dude, he, you know what they, he just needs to put out a TikTok and say, here's how you slide, everybody. This there is you how go. you slide. What's your lot? What's your uh, name on TikTok? Not on the TikTok. Is that down today? Everything's down. Yeah. Wow. TikTok was still there. 
Oh, there oh. you go. Was, what was uh, it? Facebook, Instagram, and uh, WhatsApp. Down. Wow. Is this a hacker thing, or is it just what do we? What, what's happening? I always assume it's always hackers. I don't know. All right, I well, can't. And I, it was I'm during not, work. I love how it was during work hours, and 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 everybody and every, was wigging out. Yeah, like what are we doing, people? Hey, aren't you supposed to be working? No, nah, man. Um, that's what Steve hates. Uh, I don't hate anything. I'm I'm in a positive frame of mind. I I, I have one more thing, and this is where I want to close today's episode. Once and for all. I want you to explain to me dinosaurs. Um, my son, my son, Charlie, the little one, you know, yeah. the first day of school is this thing. If you have little kids back to back to the dad life pod, you, you have a little board and it says like first day of school. And maybe you say what you want to be when you grow up. Well, mm-hmm. Charlie, Charlie, when he grows up, he wants to be a robo dinosaur. <laughs> Now, what is that? I, I don't know. I guess it's a robot dinosaur combination. Well, he's a human, so I don't know how you become that. It's like a transformer of a dinosaur. I guess he's young. I mean, things the way the world's going, who knows? Maybe he could be that. He's got a great mind. I'm not going to put any limits on him. Aspire to be a robo dinosaur, Charlie. That's great. But his brother, who's his older brother, so naturally his he exists to, to make the little guy mad. We're talking about what happened to the dinosaurs on a drive home from school one day. And keep in mind, Sam's five, right? This is a five-year-old talking to his brother. And I, Charlie says, Daddy, why? what happened to the dinosaurs? What? And I was like, well, you know, they're gone. It was a long time ago, Charlie. And he's like, but I don't want the dinosaurs to be gone. To which Sam says, they're all dead. They're all dead. They've been dead a long time. You ever seen one? They're all dead. Okay. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, Sam. I mean, and Charlie starts immediately. Charlie, open mouth cry where you don't hear the sound for like one, two. Oh, God, this is bad. He is sobbing. The dinosaurs aren't all dead. I'm like, well, kind of, yeah, they are. I brought this up at work the other day because it was funny that Sam just absolutely on my his son, his brother's dinosaur hopes and dreams. They're all dead. They've been dead forever. My favorite part was, you ever seen one? No, because they're all dead. And then I brought it up to Steve because Steve, I don't know if you guys know this out there, does not believe in dinosaurs. Defend the position, sir. Oh my God. It feels like it's never ending. Um, <laughs> I don't know where to start, but anywhere. Okay. I have a question. Uh-huh. All right. How, when you go to a museum, uh-huh. miraculously, they have every single bone of a, of, uh, of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. The things supposedly they're thousands of years old. And they're, they're they're okay. They just they just sit there and yeah, there's the neck and there there's the ribs of the T Rex and look how short its arms were. Come on, what are we talking about? You have so, every single bone. Like let's all right, well, let's go let's go find some more animals. Um, so wait, I I don't know. I'm not an archaeologist. I don't know where they found them. I don't know. Neither that, am I. I don't know how that works. I I just 
or is the suggestion that the whole thing is a hoax? Yes. And they're for what reason to make? I don't know. I don't know. Jura- to make Jurassic Park movies? I mean, yeah. Like, oh, that that was real. Yeah, that, that, that was what they get three movies out of that one. Oh, it's like nine. I think I think now they they all they have like a coffee shop in El Segundo. Come on. The, the Raptors. What do they call the birds? Uh, pterodactyls or a bird. How about a, it's a bird? Pterodactyl. Well, I mean, come on. I just don't understand. Come on. I mean, listen, I'll admit that there are things in life, a lot of things in life that you just kind of have to chalk up to. You just take people for their word. Um, but I mean, I think all these fossils that exist, there's lots of fossils, Steve. Scott, they've, I can, they've, I, they've, I, they've I can make, them. I could go get some plaster of Paris and make any kind of looking fossil you want. Let and me I tell you put something. it in my backyard and I could dig it up and be like, look what I found. Okay. This no, you, no, the, no, you this can't is from the prehistoric era. No. What, how the f- are you making a fossil? What are you using to make a fossil out of? What, what are you talking about? You're gonna go to the, bone. You're gonna go to the fossil shop, and yeah, you, and make it. You could rig up something. Okay, th- here's your homework: make a fossil. <laughs> make me a Tyrannosaurus Rex fossil head to bury in your yard, so we can call the local news and says, "Local Bethesda man finds Tyrannosaurus Rex fossil in his yard." Turns out to actually be not that. It's a beach ball. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean. I just God, when you go to the museums and it's like every, they have every single bone of these things. Come on, no, I think no, they some, don't. I think some of it they just they, oh, they, some of it. I think they just they, they just miraculously make it look like this creature that supposedly walked the earth in the prehistoric era. Um, I guess. I listen. Come on, I just I haven't given a whole lot of time to thinking about fossils in my life i just sort of assume that some people dug them up and they reconstruct the bodies and i'll I'll grant you that when people start telling me this is what they ate and this is what they did like how do you know correct exactly that that part i i don't who's who's woge's source on that source hashtag sources who's your who's your t-rex source how do you know like maybe it was just really big but the Tyrannosaurus Rex was actually really peaceful. And you know he what's just, even better? These ones, just, these ones ate meat and these on, ones and ate these, plants. These were, these worked together and were they were cunning hunters, the raptors. Hell how, do you, how do you know that? Maybe. If dinosaurs are so great, how come there's not an NFL team named the dinosaurs? Uh, that's a fair point. There's a basketball team called the Raptors. They won a title, Steve. They're in Canada, though. They don't count. Uh, Steve's Steve. <laughs> American podcaster says Canada doesn't count and and dinosaurs are fake. Come on, buddy. Let's not make news here. Let's Why just, isn't there an NFL team? I don't know. I look, I mean, it's I'll so grant, cool I'll, everybody loves it. I'll grant you that a lot of this, a lot of the facts McJohnny's out there that tell you what dinosaurs did. I just kind of roll my eyes because I don't know that they know that. But I also don't dismiss that they existed. And assume that the whole thing is like a cottage industry for people that make fake fossils and then bury them out in the desert. That seems like a waste of time. Not you. All right. So there you go, folks. Um, (laughs) Steve, Steve versus dinosaurs. Uh, I think I'll never understand it. Maybe you were able to make sense of that. His really, really, 
if we could if we could narrow it down to one thing, it's mm-hmm. if they were so great, why is there an NFL team named after them? That's that's the crux of your argument. Every mascot has a history about them. Yeah, not mm. there's mm. no there's no mm. T Rexes. Mm. Hey Washington, they don't have a name yet. <laughs> name them that Washington Pterodactyls, Stegosauruses. And then Charlie, you know, be Charlie would be psyched. And then he'll go to his brother. Hey, hey, Sam, guess what? Have some. I saw a dinosaur at the Washington game. All right. Was, oh, no. Yeah. All right. That's it. You got something else? Yeah. It was like, uh, what was the other, the one with the horn on it? They say. Triceratops? Oh, yeah. Or a rhinoceros. There you go. What? Thanks. Come on. <laughs> I can't. I can't just let you say these things and not challenge them. Like the fuck. Ter- you- you're, you're saying a pterodactyl or a bird. It wasn't a bird. It was a pterodactyl. Triceratops. It's a bird. It's not a rhinoceros. It's a triceratops. It's a rhinoceros. How do you know? I've seen one. Where the fuck have you seen a rhinoceros? At the zoo. Oh, that's a good point. Thank you. You never saw a dinosaur there. Yeah. Where are all the where all the pictures back in the day when we had the dinosaurs at the zoo? <laughs> I mean, how show how me those you, pictures? I, uh, how can you argue with this sound logic, America? You can't. And that fossil was, up. That was Steve versus dinosaurs. Between now and next week, he'll be making a fossil and burying it in his yard. <laughs> Keep your ears out for the. Tell Charlie and Sam to come on over. We're gonna find some fossils. Charlie was a thousand percent in. Sam, on the other hand. <laughs> Sam's with me. No, thanks. And that's the end of the Rockhold era. Wish him well. We send him off on this fine note with his head in his palm, thinking, how did I get, how did my life become this? Sitting here with these maroons, with these fools. That's it, buddy. Give him hell.